Hello, hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 13 of Baki Taki, Revenge Tokyo. This is the final episode of Baki. Uh, there's another season. Uh, it's technically a new show called Baki Hanma. Not really sure why they did that. It's sort of a weird place to both end this series and start the next one. Um, but, you know, that's, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Uh, so this is the last episode of the season, and because of that, I wanted to do something a bit special. Um, but I also ran out of time because I had a, a busy week at work. So uh, we are going to do something a bit special because we have a very special guest on this week. It's the cast of Baki. Hey, how's it going? Say hi. Hello. Now, of course, um, the cast of Baki uh, live in Japan, meaning that there is going to be a bit of a time delay. So I might not uh, know what they said um, until <laughs> maybe we're editing this. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what they have to say. The situation, timing, everything for this worked out perfectly. So first of all, I just want to say uh, to the cast of Baki that I am a huge fan of the show. Are you sure about that? I don't know if you knew that, um, but I just wanted to say a big thanks to all of you guys. All right, thanks a lot for confirming it. Later. Um, and I wanted to ask, have you listened to my podcast at all? <sighs> you bet your ass. Uh, can I get your thoughts if you have? So soft and feminine. Yeah, that's fair. So I've been asking some questions, uh, but I don't know if they all, all apply. Like, I assume that you guys don't watch a lot of TV. It seems like you're mostly doing martial arts and stuff. Um, what, what, what do you, when you're not working out, is there, is there anything you like to do in your spare time? Sometimes we can feel lazy about just walking down the hall to go to the bathroom. But if it's for something we really want, like a vacation, we'll travel thousands of miles to another country. Interesting, interesting. Um, and what did you know about Baki before going into it? I guess you made the show, so you'd probably know a lot, but what, like, what was your opinion of the show before you started working on it? Instinct took over. And because it came from instinct, it was pure. And since it was pure, it was perfect. All right, well, let's, let's jump into the episode, right? You know, we can talk about um, what's going to happen. So this episode is crazy. Um, and it's fun because we go back to see the death row inmates uh, who we haven't seen uh, all season, basically. I, I guess we saw Dorian uh, in the uh, Raitai tournament. But we haven't seen Yanagi, Speck. We haven't seen Speck in probably like 25 episodes or so. Um, and the rest of the crew. Uh, so the, the format of this episode is that uh, Sonata is basically going around and seeing all of the death row inmates and what they're up to. Um, so we start off with, of course, uh, I wonder if it's actually in reverse chronological order. No, it's not. But we do start with Yanagi, who is the last uh, death row inmate to be defeated. So Yanagi, if uh, everybody remembers, is the poison-handed guy. Uh, you might also remember him as the guy who dressed up as a gardener and attacked ba Baki with scythes. You might remember him as the guy who blew somebody's brains out with his lungs. You might remember him as the guy who can knock you out by putting his hand over your mouth. Or you might remember him as the guy who can do just probably three or four too many things. He ended up being defeated by Matobe, who I'm sure 
people either don't remember or are confusing him with Mount Toba, who is a different character. Um, but Matobe cut off his hand, and then Yujiro punched him in the face. Um, and that was the last we saw of him. So we find out in this episode that they put him back into the same jail cell that he started the show in, which is a big glass cage. Um, now he has a hook hand, like literally Captain Hook. I don't know why they thought that would be safer. Um, like, I would give... The, I, I know, like, on the one hand... I, I guess, like, I can see why that you'd want to give him, like, a prosthetic. Like, we, you don't want to, like, hobble or handicap the guy intentionally. But a hook? Like, not even, like, a dull hook? Like, it, you don't... It's not like people today are given hook hands. Like, it's not it's not helpful to them, I don't think. Unless, you know, you're, you're an Augie and you want to kill people. Um, but the other thing is, they put him in the same glass cage that he just broke out of before. Like, he just used his vacuum hand and just left. Um he still has one hand uh, so I assume he could still just get out of the cage uh, but he doesn't he stays there for a few years um, or a few years who knows when this takes place it's probably been like a week um, but he's, he, he sits in there um, and I just want to put this out here he looks gross I don't know if this is based on a real thing I don't think it is um, when Yujiro kicked him imagine that um, his entire cheek came off so he looks sort of like Two-Face. He's got just like this weird gross flesh face. It's a weird way to describe it. Like we all have flesh on our face. But I, I mean like he has no skin on one side of his face. Um, and instead of like putting a bandage over it, they've put like what I assume is saran wrap over top of it. It's it's really gross. Um, actually, that's a great question for Yanagi. What did, what did you think about your treatment in this episode? This is so humiliating. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> so, Yanagi, of course, um, waits for a few people to enter his cell and then murders them all and leaves. Um, and that is what sparks the rest of the episode, is Sonata gets torn out by his boss, who honestly, like, is really harsh on him. It's not Sonata's job to keep the five deadliest criminals in the world in their jail cells. And if it is, then you fucked up, because Sonata's not going to be able to do that. Um, if, if he's who you've put in charge of this project, then you are in the wrong, because he is not up to the job. But he gets torn out, and his boss basically says, Yanagi broke out, you should see what the other four are up to. Um, and instead of phoning around, Sonata has to fly, like, Carmen San Diego across the world to go see what's going on. <laughs> Um, so the first person he goes to check out is, of course, Dorian. Dorian, I'm sure we all remember, uh, got punched in the face so hard that he regressed to the mind of a child. Uh, he also entered the Raitai tournament and got destroyed. Um, it turns out that apparently now, if, if you're wondering how did he go to the Raitai tournament when he's like a wanted serial killer, um, it turns out he never went to jail. He went to a Shaolin temple. Um, and they just let him paint all day. <laughs> like, I, I understand that on the one hand, he is, um, what's it called? Probably clinically insane. And so you probably can't put him in a regular jail. But I think there's a middle ground between just letting him live at a Shaolin temple. Um, when we find him, he is painting. Uh, what is he painting? He's painting candy. He eats from a bowl of candy and he paints uh, candy. And apparently he paints it so well, and it does look very nice. 
Uh, but he apparently paints it so well that people in the town are just buying it up like hotcakes. Like, you, you can sell it for a pretty price. Um, I think that would be the most gauche thing in the world, to put a big painting of candy. And then when somebody says, oh, who painted that? Oh, you know, a serial killer. Um, <laughs> killed, like, ten dudes at a prison. Uh, that was bef- whatever put him on death row as well. Um, he blew up a few guys' houses. Um, he loves to light things on fire. It's like, oh, why do you why why do you buy this painting? Well, it, it, it looks like it's candy. It's just balls of candy. It means a lot to me. <laughs> I don't know. I found that part wild. Um, but here's the thing: everybody in this episode is. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check this because I've been saying this the whole time, and I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. But this was written considerably after the. Uh, death row inmate storyline and for a long-running show like Baki the whole cast is a lot stronger than they were when the uh, death row inmates were originally introduced so this sort of episode is about you know checking in on what they're doing but also presenting ways in which they're stronger so if they ever need to return to the show you'd be like oh they've they've taken a level up uh Yanagi's probably the weakest he has a hook hand now um I don't know if that's better or worse than a poison hand um, Dorian, while he is painting, he sort of sticks his legs out as far as possible, so his thighs are at like a 90 degree angle from his hip, um, and then just paints standing like that. And apparently he has gained 20 kilograms of muscle all in his thighs. Um, so I think that, <laughs> I don't know how that would help Dorian, I guess he can kick you really hard now, or just, um, put, squeeze your head like a watermelon or something to death but that's that's dorian's glow up is uh as he's painting he's actually like getting really strong thighs it's it's quite a quite a sight he does look visibly different um almost like the artist's art style has changed in like the 20 years since this episode and um when they he last drew dorian um but yeah dorian looks the most different for sure anyway uh, Sonoda, of course, the whole time is just like, whoa, this is unsettling. But also, like, why does he let this happen? Like, just say, okay, well, we're putting Dorian back in real jail. But, well, I, I guess he realizes that um, he's useless and cannot do that. <laughs> Dorian, can I, get, can I get your thoughts on this? Uh, what, what did you think of the treatment plan that they had for you? Candy... Candy! Look, look! Candy! Okay. Thank you, Dorian. Uh, Thanks. Real, real helpful. Alright. Next up was Doyle. This is amazing. This is my favorite. (laughs) So, if you remember Doyle, he... uh, Retsu threw a dagger into one of his eyeballs, and then he got poison-handed in the other eyeball, so he literally went blind. Now, if you were a regular person, the sort of cliche trope you can go here is the daredevil effect, where they lose their eyesight and now they are just, their other senses increase to compensate. And that is what they do. But then he goes, I can hear perfectly, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to blow out my eardrums. And so Doyle blows out both of his eardrums just for fun in his jail cell. Um, So he's now deaf and blind. And apparently he now has incredible sense of touch with his skin. 
Um, the feat that they say is that he was able to grab a bat. Now, why is he grabbing bats? This is the other thing I wanted to talk about with Doyle, is that his prison sucks ass. Like, there's literally cockroaches, so many cockroaches in this prison that bats have started infesting it. Also, they don't, the lights don't work. And at first you might think, like, oh, I guess this is because this is, like, the worst prison and they want to maybe be intentionally bad to punish people. But, like, I'm pretty sure Doyle is in a prison for medically like disabled prisoners like the like a special prison for like the blind and the deaf um so it's it's really sad that this dark cockroach infested bat swarming prison is where he lives does anybody have any opinions on the uh, military prison industrial complex that i just made up i don't think there i, I don't think there's a military prison uh, does anybody in the cast of Baki have any thoughts on the prison industrial complex and its uh, repercussions? Maybe Muhammad Ali could chime in um, from his experience in prison. <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't see why my father and everyone else make such a big deal out of this move. Oh, man. Uh, next up is, of course, uh, the classic... What's his, uh, what's his name? It's Sikorsky. Um, Sikorsky has by far the least impressive glow up, and I think that makes sense because he is the least impressive death row inmate. Um, one of the reasons that I'm sort of zooming through this episode is because a lot of it is flashbacks. Um, it's clear that this was like a money saving episode, um, and we see clips of every death row inmate's whole storyline. So they, they all get like a little sizzle reel. Sikorsky's sizzle reel is hilarious he is so when you look back at his entire time on the show which is uh, what we do you see that he kicked Antonio Gari into a car and then after that for the next about minute of narration he's just getting his ass handed to him Baki beats him up uh, Jack Hanma beats him up Gaia beats him up Yujiro beats him up Baki beats him up while he's naked and with a bucket over his head. Uh, Sikorsky is just absolutely destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Also, whenever Sikorsky fights Jack Hanma, I was I don't know if I ever talked about this on the show, but um, this whole season, the intro theme song, uh, it's about the Riot Tai tournament, but then about halfway through, it shows characters who come up later. Uh, so it shows, you know, Dopo and Shibukawa, who, you know, come and beat up Muhammad Ali. And the whole season, when I first watched it, I was like, man, when's Sikorsky gonna come back? But then I realized it was just Jack Hanma, because they're both just sort of bland, big, blonde guys. Um, anyway, eh, it's just fun watching them fight. Um, Sikorsky, do you take any offense with um, being known as, I think, pretty widely known as just the worst death row inmate? Stop! You win! You win! Just stop hitting me, please! Yeah, no. Okay. Great. <laughs> um, by the way, Sikorsky does get a glow-up, um, and it is really bad. Uh, the guy drops a quarter... The, the officer on duty drops a quarter under his uh, cell door by mistake, and has the gall to be like, Hey, Sikorsky! Uh, we guards don't make too much money. Can you give me my five cents back? Skorsky has uh, folded it into a ball. Like, he's folded it, like, 90 times. So, that's pretty neat. 
Um, is that something that I think Sikorsky could have done from the very beginning? Yes. Is that something I think any character on the show could do if you asked them to? Yes. <laughs> like, I don't think if, if, if we asked Retsu to fold a quarter with his fingers, he would just go, it's impossible. Um, but, you know, that's Sikorsky's shtick. Uh, his other glow-up is that he sleeps on the wall like Spider-Man, um, which really comes in handy in a fight. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, a fun little fact, uh, if anybody uh, likes, you know, following along with the source material, is that there actually is new Sikorsky content coming out. There's, like, a little side story being written where Sikorsky has started living with Gaia. Um, and it, I've, I've read a few um, chapters. It, it just seems like it's more of, like, a slice-of-life buddy com comedy type of thing. Um, like, in the, in the most recent chapter, Sikorsky has started living on the ceiling because there's more space there. But then Gaia started cooking um, smoky meals, so all the smoke went up to his uh, upper part of the house. Um, it's very goofy, um, which I, <laughs> I, I enjoy. I, I hope... I, by the way, this is the thing for all of these fighters, is I hope they come back to the, the main show someday. Um, or the main uh, manga. Like, Mr. Oliver, uh, Biscuit Oliver had just returned to the manga i think for the first time in like five years recently so these type of things can happen um and i hope that we one day get more source material for these guys um especially our last <laughs> death row inmate spec um we all remember spec who was actually a 96 year old man the whole time um he is still bedridden still hospitalized um inexplicably all of his muscles have come back and it appears that as whenever he's awake he is flexing his muscles to simulate himself swimming now he's not just swimming he's swimming in how to describe this <laughs> they describe it as a fluid much thicker than water like molasses um, which is interesting you know his, his muscles are putting in a lot of work to do that uh, the part I don't like is that they animate it as a naked speck swimming in this gross, viscous, white void of uh, liquid. Um, it's really gross. I'll play the sound effects for it. He's swimming through an ocean of fluid even heavier than water. <laughs> an extreme heavyweight butterfly. But he... just where could he be trying to swim to? I don't know spec what were, did you have any say in this like what were your thoughts on this choice for your character when someone offers you something you accept gratefully so long for now little boy yeah yeah that's fair <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna say that's fair to every single response um yeah that's that's um mostly the episode though like uh it ends with Sonata talking to the superintendent who got mad at him, and they both just say absolute nonsense. They're like, oh, maybe it's another synchronicity. And it's like, what, that the guys you locked up want to get out, and they're doing it in weird ways? Maybe. Um, I hope they do come back uh, for synchronicity take two, um, but we shall see. 
the episode ends with a bunch of um, silhouettes, their new faces silhouettes, and them just sort of giggling at the audience menacingly. Um, and then it ends. And that's and, and what what absolutely kills me is that is the last episode of Baki. Like they just ended <laughs> on the death row inmates, who maybe were the best part of the show. So I get that and. Honestly, having an episode where Baki is not in it is very um, on brand um, for Baki. Now, once we get to Baki Hanma, I'm not going to be able to say that because I'm pretty sure Baki's in every episode and he's doing a lot of stuff. And um, if you're like me, you probably can't wait for that to come. Uh, but you'll have to. So, <laughs> uh, unless you just watch the show on Netflix. Uh, yeah. So this is the end of a, a season of this is the end of the season of the show and an end of the season for the podcast. So um, I'm thinking we will take a two to three week break. So we'll be back early March uh, with new episodes for uh, the first season of Akihanma. And for all we know, that might be it for a while. Uh, there is a new season of Akihanma confirmed and i keep waiting for the announcement to come out but they haven't come out with a date of when it should be so uh we'll see whenever it comes out though we'll we'll start the podcast back up but um yeah so uh, we'll take a break after this episode and we'll be back in a few weeks uh did anybody have anything they wanted to say anything they wanted to plug yasha zaru jr a member of the race of mysterious apes that inhabited the hida mountains in ancient times Yasha's parents were slaughtered by Yujiro Hanma. Baki was enraged and swore to avenge their deaths. After that, a bond developed between them. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> okay. Well, this is this has been the stupidest episode I've done in a long time. Um, it's it's a fun throwback to how I used to do podcasts before I had guests, and um, I hope this uh, this reminds me why I uh, spend time booking guests <laughs> because they make the show um, a lot better. Um, not to not not downplaying your contribution, the cast of Baki. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to this season. This was. I think we did a lot of fun things this season and um, I hope you guys enjoyed the sort of uh, experimental stuff we've done <laughs> and just the regular episodes too so that's all the Baki we've got the Taki and I'll see you all in a few weeks goodbye Friday.